Testing. Can you hear me? Ooh. Uh, can I get some help handing out some stuff? Eh. Let's see. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And thank you, sir. I saw Ron, my hopes were uh, high. I thought he was going to teach, but <laughs> psych. <laughs> All right. Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name's Eric, and uh, I feel very honored to be here tonight. Uh, it's it's a little bit different than what I usually do at the juvenile hall, but um, so pray for me, please. Uh, so tonight, I thought uh, I had two things in mind, and one of them turned out to be the Trinity. The other one was going to be Psalm one thirty nine, and just the amount of discussion that I've been having with, with our men's Bible study or um, a guy at work, um, it's really revolved around the Trinity. So um, I will warn you, uh, well, at least everybody seems to warn, it's like they think the Trinity is as hard as Revelation, uh, trying to understand that. But the fact is, if you just go through it slowly, um, we'll find out that it's, it's, God lays it out easy. It's not something that we can't comprehend. It's not this grand mystery. So um, let's go ahead and pray hard, and <laughs> we'll start. Lord, uh, thank you for this night. Thank you for the beautiful worship, and Lord, how you have revealed yourself to us. Um, and that's, that's why we're here tonight, Lord, just to hear from you, um, see how you have revealed yourself, Lord, who you are, um, all that you've done for us. And Lord, uh, please uh, calm the nerves. Um, just pray that uh, the message would go out clear and that uh, you, Lord, would be ministering to us as we go through it. And just pray that you would uh, just bless Pastor Rolf for being here too. Um, thank you that he had a good trip. And uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you can, uh, I gave you a handout. Some of it you have. Uh, other stuff I have. Um, but if you can agree with me that even the simplest things in life, it says, in nature, lie hidden in obscurity and can no more be explained than the mystery of the Godhead. So, you know, if you think about just defining what time is to somebody, if I were to ask you what time is, it's something that takes a little bit of effort to try and describe. What is the word the? I mean, we know what it is, but, you know, how does that, how do we use it? When do we not use it? Um, and so we, we can determine through all that that words are, they're finite, right? We, we have a language. Other people have languages. And certain things can mean certain things. And, and not everybody understands all that. Um, so words do carry baggage. And um, so you think about what's one word like we use all the time for everything. Go ahead. 
Uh, love, right? What's another one? Go. The what? Go. Go, yeah. It has uh, read, right? Um, awesome, yeah. Uh, you think about love. I love my wife, right? I love God. I love the... And I'm, Don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to, to demean what I just said about God, but I love, you know, tacos. I love... You know what I'm saying? Like, we use that word, we throw it around for a lot of different things. And so, when we're trying to understand some of these concepts, we just, you know, we need to relax a little bit. <laughs> it is serious, and, uh, but we also need to realize that um, God is trying to tell us something. And I, I hope we can get to that point tonight. Uh, one of these, I, I grabbed a quote. It said, bring me a worm, right? One of those little crawly things that can comprehend a man. And then I will show you a man that can comprehend the triune God. That's silly. It's absolutely silly. Um, we can comprehend God. Uh, he has revealed himself to us. Now, do I completely understand everything about that? No, and that's fair, but um, we can understand who God is. So, um, do we just say, you know, these are secret things and that belong to God in Deuteronomy 29? No, we need to search out the scriptures, find what God has revealed, and then know him, right? Uh, it's been said, if, if somebody were to tell me all about my wife before I met her, I would know about her, right? But would I really know her? No, I mean, unless I actually met her, talked to her, had a relationship with her, knew who she was, uh, what she likes, dislikes, all the things that make her, unless I actually know her, I don't actually know her, right? So that's kind of their goal tonight, uh, primarily to provide a biblical and historical foundation for Orthodox Christian belief in the Trinity, and secondly, to weed out the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm just kidding. Uh, if you, <laughs> uh, so what, I want to have fun uh, with this, but it is serious, and here's the serious part, is we're talking about who God is. And so uh, to try and understand who he is, it, it's important because we need to know how to worship him. We need to know what his redemption is. We need to know what all of these things that he has done for us mean in, in how he's revealed them to us. So here's, we'll do a little quiz now. It's not up yet, but uh, let's have some fun. Uh, so here's some questions. I gave you a paper. If you want to write on the back, I've got 10 questions for you. And we'll see how much of a heretic you are. Now, I mean, when I was answering them, I, I think I missed a couple, so uh, <laughs> pay close attention because they are tricky. So when you're ready, okay. Here's the first question. Just answer true and false. There's some notes on the back if you want, some page for notes. So uh, there are three gods, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. True or false? False, okay. Uh, very good. That's true. That's, oh, that's Correct. <laughs> uh, God is tri-personal. Not, not so many quick answers on that one. <laughs> you can write it down and we can go back later if you want. Uh, so so we'll, we'll dis- the goal also is in all of these questions to really, we'll define them and we'll go through what God says and hopefully we'll answer them. Okay, so we'll skip that one. And the next one is the Father, Son, and Spirit are one-third each God. 
False. Okay, very good. The Son is half human and half divine. False. Very good. In His humanity, that's Christ, the Son is subordinate to the Father. True. Very good. Yeah, it's a trick question, right? Because it said in His humanity. So, uh, throwing some curves. Uh, let's see. The Son has the whole fullness of God, be, God's being in Himself. True. Okay. Good. The Son came into being at the time of His incarnation. False. The Holy Spirit is a force and not a person. Okay. False. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three different names for the one person of God as he displays his work in three distinct roles. That's a lot of words. So if you need me to repeat it again, I can. But Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three different names names for the one person of God as he displays his work in three distinct roles. It's, it's false. Yeah, that would be... We'll, we'll, uh, we'll discuss that one. That's okay. We'll, I'll, I'll highlight that one. Uh, it's, I, again, it's some of the... It's just specific terminology that we need to pick up on. We cannot confidently derive the doctrine of the Trinity from the Bible. False. Very good. All right. So um, if you... Uh, <laughs> you don't have to walk out. We're not going to get the stones out and start throwing them, but... Um, let's start then with a definition. Uh, within the one being that is God, there exists three co-equal and co-eternal persons, namely the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so there, we'll go through now three foundations of what the Trinity is, and um, I pray that I don't lose you. Um, I got you the notes. I got some stuff going up on the screen. Uh, so, <laughs> try all the visuals and everything I can. Foundation number one uh, is monotheism. And does anybody know what that is? One God, right? Um, there's only one God. And, and so, that, that is, um, that's been proven throughout the Bible. Um, you think about Israel... What was uh, their saying that they would always say every morning? Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, and the Lord is one, right? Um, that's in, and we'll, we'll actually hit that, I think, Deuteronomy 4, 6, or 6, 4, 1, 2. Um, there are three, foundation number two, there are three divine persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So, you know, when it comes down to it, foundation one's not that hard for us, um, Monotheism's very easy, right? There's only one God. I'm only praying to God. Foundation two, there are three divine persons. We see that all the time, right? When Jesus was baptized. Um, he gets baptized. The Father says, Behold, this is my beloved Son. Right? And then uh, the Spirit descends on him in the form of a dove. Uh, and then foundation three, and this is where I think a lot of the confusion gets into play. The persons are co-equal and co-eternal. Um, so what I'll do is uh, go through each of these. Um, so each is said to be eternal. Uh, each is said to be co-equal with the other as to their divine nature. 
Each fully shares the one being that is God. So there's not this one-third, one-third, and one-third. They're all fully God at the same time, co-equal and co-eternal. Um, there never was a time that the Father was not the Father, that the Son was not the Son, and etc., right? Um, so if we can pull up that graphic, Mr. Steve. Okay, so it's in your notes. Um, and here's, here's kind of how it works. Uh, so we have the three foundations, right? Monotheism, three persons, and equality, right? Co-equal and co-eternal. If you deny any of those, it drives you to a point, right? So if I deny monotheism, it points me to polytheism, right? So if I say there's not one God, well, then there's many gods, right? Make sense? If I deny that uh, the equality... That means if I say, well, the Son is lower than the Father, then I'm saying that there's, it's, it's subordinated, right? Christ is subordinated. And that's also, so heresy, 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 right? Up at top. Um, and then if I deny three persons, if I say that uh, the Father is the Son and the Son is the Spirit, that leads me to modalism, right? If I, if I deny that. And that's what modalism is. It's just this ventriloquist act from, from, uh, from you know, God, where he, he's playing different roles at the same time. And that's not, that's not accurate either. Uh, so, okay. Monotheism. And I put um, at least the reference on there for you. I, I challenge you uh, to go back, review these verses, find other verses, because obviously... <laughs> I don't have all the paper in the world or, um, or time, so there's, there's tons more, but you guys got to search the scriptures by yourself, right? I can't, and we can't um, be spoon-fed by others. We need to, to be reading God's word and applying it in our lives by ourselves, right? Um, now, now, obviously, we sit uh, under a pastor who's guiding us, but um, we need to search the scriptures daily, too. So in Deuteronomy four or 6, 4 through 6, Okay, Steve, I'm ready to start hitting some of these verses. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. So this is, you know, one of those, like I said, the foundations of monotheism. Um, You can't have multiple gods out there. We're not praying to multiple gods. We're praying to one God. And... And so in Isaiah, it kind of helps to clarify this. I think this is the one that Jehovah's Witnesses use uh, for their, you know, uh, heresy. But it says, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord. And my servant, whom I have chosen, in order that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. This is the key. Before me, there was no God formed, and there will be none after me. Do you see that? Uh, so a lot of people will say, well, Jesus was, was made. Well, but God clearly says here, there's no God formed before me, and there shall be none after me. So anything that, that we would put on a pedestal to say this is God, it, it can't be. It has to be a creature, right? It has to be a, creator, uh, a, a created being and not God. And so that's why, um, again, this, this is helping to define what uh, monotheism is. 
I left you some additional verses there. Um, again, uh, I'll check those out if you can. Foundation number two. There are three divine persons. So what are they? The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So, you know, we can somewhat confuse these. Uh, so it's correct to say uh, three persons equals one being, right? Or one being equals three persons. But three beings don't equal one being, and three persons don't... Uh, or, yeah, three persons don't equal one person, right? That's silly. Uh, so what is the difference between being and person? Uh, you think about mankind in general uh, is, is being, right? Um, but individuals are persons. Uh, another way to think about it is, uh, for example, uh, this, this stool right here. It's a being, right? It has, it has an existence, right? That's what being is. If you don't believe it's a being, I will throw it at you, and it will hit you in the head, and then you will know it has being, it has existence. Um, but if I say it's, can I say it's personal? Can I, you know, start hugging this stool and say, you know what, uh, you buy me lunch today, and we'll have a good, a good evening, or whatever, you know? Sorry. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it, it has no person. Um, but, oh, <laughs> that's a little low. Uh, God, so there's, there are three classes of personal beings. Uh, can anybody think of what they might be? I don't know if I have it on your sheet or not, but uh, I'll give you a hint on one of them. It's God. And then there's two other it's created things that, that he has created. Yes, very good, very good. Uh, angels and men, right? Uh, now, what's the difference? Angels and men are finite, right? We only have one person and one being, right? Uh, if you have more than one person in you, what do we call you? Schizophrenic? Yeah, uh, possessed? Um, crazy? Uh, but, but what's interesting, Jesus can say, I and, the, I and the Father are one, right? We are one. And so it's really, if you think about God, it's one what? It's one God, but three who's, okay? So, um, and how do we get that? I mean, it's, it's uh, if, if the Father clearly is identified as God, but Jesus is identified as God, and the Holy Spirit is identified as God, Right? Each of them have, have been called God. Each, uh, Jesus calls himself God. The Holy Spirit is referenced as God. And so we'll try and go through those, make sure we're all understanding that. But again, that's kind of the foundation too. There are three divine, divine persons. We know that. Um, and just really trying to say that they're separate, right? They're, they're, uh, they're distinct, rather. So in those days, in Mark 1, 9... Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening. The Spirit, uh, like a dove, descending upon him, and a voice came out from heaven, saying, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And so you see how there's three. Um, and then in John fourteen twenty six, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit... 
whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So, um, who's sending the Holy Spirit? The Father. And what is he, what is he uh, bringing to remembrance? Jesus. It's, um, it's interesting, right? So again, three, three uh, distinct divine persons are identified. And there's some additional ones uh, for you guys to look up also. Foundation number three. The persons are co-equal and co-eternal in the divine being. So, um, we, we just recently did a study, and it was, um, it was cool. I got, I got to do the study of God's attributes. So, what really, what makes God, God, right? Um, and so, can you think of some of the things that, that are distinct to God? Anybody? Eternal, yeah? Omnipotent. Omnipresent. Omniscient. Very good. Very good. Um, and so I would recommend, if you can, you know, to, to try and add to this, this study, is to go research those things. See what makes God God. And then realize that these things are what each... You know, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they hold. And it's cool to see that. Um, now, it is, it is imperative to tell you that difference in function does not indicate inferiority of nature. So what do I mean by that? Just because the Father has a different role than the Son, and the Son has a different role than the Spirit, doesn't mean that one is less. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're, they're, they just took on different roles. The Father chose to be the fountain and source uh, of the entirety of the work. The Son chose to be the Redeemer. And the Spirit chose to be the Sanctifier. So, you know, I, I just want to make sure that's clear <laughs> at the front that just because they have different roles doesn't mean they're, they're lesser than each other. Um, so let's go into some verses. Uh, and here's... What, when you have a, a, nice, a nice person come to your door on Saturday, um, you know, uh, or in my case, a guy at work, what, what is usually the thing that they deny? Jesus is God. Um, that's exactly right. And so I, what I'd like to do is show you in the Bible where Jesus is identified as God. And hopefully we can start to memorize these verses, put them to heart, and, you know, uh, be able to uh, at least respond back with some verses. It's interesting. I was listening to a a debate, and it was was basically uh, the guy was saying, well, God is only referred to in the singular, you know, like uh, I, right? He's referred to in the singular, like 9,000 times, whatever. But does that necessarily mean that he can't, he can't reveal himself in three, three persons? Uh, because there's, there's many, many times where God uses his name in the plural, right? Um, let us make man in our image. One of the first verses in the Bible. So, again, we, uh, we want to make sure we understand 
not only, you know, uh, John chapter 3, right? We want to understand Genesis to Revelation, make sure it's all combined and making sense together, right? We don't want to just take verses out of context. We don't want to um, abuse the word. So uh, I will give you some verses for Christ's divinity. I will hopefully go into some of the difficulties that at least I've heard, and, um, and then we can do some church history too if, if we have time. So uh, the basis always seem, seems to be the divinity of Christ, though. Um, Jesus clearly states in John eight twenty four, which is not up there, but if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. What is the I am? Anybody know what that means? Why would he say that? He's, he's everything? Yeah. Uh, does anybody know what, what that I am, though, in the Old Testament is related to? Yeah, yeah. What, so Moses said, uh, you know, when they ask you, what's your name? Who should I tell them sent me, right? Or something like that. <laughs> uh, and what was his response? I am, right? I am that I am. And so it's the, if you, uh, you can study this for, for uh, eons, but um, what had happened was there's, there's a Greek Septuagint, okay? So when, when Hebrew was translated into Greek during the, basically before the apostles, uh, before Jesus was coming, uh, that's, that's mostly what they quote from, from the Old Testament. So if you've ever seen, like, you're reading in the New Testament, you see a quote, and it's just a little bit different from, you know, like, if it's quoting Isaiah, it's just a little bit different. Have you ever noticed that? No? Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so if you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So... Uh, point number one, which I think, you know, we all know about, uh, John chapter 1. And we know about the perversion that we've heard before also, but let's, let's look at John chapter 1. Thank you, Steve. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to, into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being, that has come into being. So, when, it's, uh, I mean, there's so much stuff in this verse, but uh, this is not the beginning of, like, the world. The Logos, uh, you know, the Word, existed throughout eternity. So he was with God throughout eternity, and and he was God. And so, again, we have, to, we have to think, okay, so if the Father is God, and the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God, it's not three gods. It's still just one God. That's the first foundation we discussed. Um, eternally existing, though. Now, I know the New World Translation, they'll say, uh, was a God. But you can't do that. Because what we'll find out is, if they want to mistreat that verse, you can't mistreat all the other verses at the same time. And there's actually some verses that we can go to in their Bible, if we wanted to, which show Jesus as as God also. But let's continue on. Philippians uh, 2, 5 through 11. 
And this is a great verse. You can compare it to Isaiah 45, 23. But it's really talking about humility, right? Um, it says, Let this mind be in you, which also was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Now, you, you stop right there, and you're like, what? How, you know, he has to be God. You can't, no one else can say that. It's uh, being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Can I say that I'm equal with God? No, not at all. I mean, I'm a, I'm a created being. I can't, I can't say I'm equal. Um, so, I mean, right there alone, it's, it's like, if you think about these words, like what God is telling us, like, man, how heavy that is. Uh, but he made himself of no reputation, in verse 7, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the Father. Now, we just read it. I don't know where it's at. Okay, so... um, Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Made himself in no reputation. Um, and that's, this is one of those things where uh, if you look at verse... Uh, where is it? Thank you. Made himself in no reputation, taking on the, the form of a bondservant. So, you know, he, he took on flesh, right? Um, and that's, that's one of these things that, you know, when we look at some of these other verses, God, God took on flesh. And we were talking about this the other day, but it's like, how crazy is it that God will take on flesh? And then how crazy is it that God will indwell us, right? Um, and so in Isaiah it says, uh, well, having certain rights and laying them aside to serve others, um, he laid aside the equality with the Father. And so that's, you know, when he came in, in human likeness, it was, it was really, it's still, he was still God, but um, he took on flesh, right? So eternal life and glory, John 17. Uh, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And so automatically, um, you know, this is one of the verses that a lot of the cults will say, well, look, it says, Jesus says, uh, and this is eternal life, that you may know uh, the Father, right? The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. But let's read on. Let's not just wait on uh, verse 3, which, I mean, that's a great verse in and of itself, but let's keep going. Uh, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me, in verse 5, together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Can anybody say that? 
can any creature say, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world was? No angel, no created being, no, no way. God says, I will share my glory with no other. There's no way that, that anybody but God could say that. And, and so again, we need to, uh, in Isaiah 42.8, that's the one that says, God will not share his glory with another. And, and so, you know, again, we have to, we have to think about how this, how this actually relates to. Uh, next one is Thomas's confession. Uh, now, what was Thomas's issue? He doubted, right? Uh, and so Thomas answered and said to him, what did he say? My Lord and my God. Now, he's not saying, he's talking to Jesus, right? He's not saying to Jesus, my Lord, and then he looks the other way, my God, right? He's talking to Jesus in this, in this, uh, in this verse. And so, um, what, what usually happens when a creature receives worship? Like uh, the angel in Revelation. He, stop, right? Don't worship me. I'm not God. Don't, don't even think about it. But do you see Jesus doing any of that? He accepts it. Because he says, he continues to say, because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. So, um, if you guys have questions on these, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, just raise your hand or yell them out, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, God overall in Romans 9.5. Of whom are the fathers and from whom, according to the flesh... Christ came, who is over all, the eternally blessed God. Amen. And amen, right? I mean, uh, it's cool uh, that we can see it's not just one verse, and it's kind of, you know, tweaked uh, a little bit, and it depends on which version you read. It could No, I mean, all these versions relate to this divinity, this divine character to God on Jesus. And so... Um, who is overall God? Uh, God blessed forever. God blessed forever. Eternally blessed God. I must have a different version here. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great God in Titus two thirteen through fourteen, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of our of the. Oh, come on. Looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good works. So take a look at this one. Uh, If you could hit it back to the beginning. Uh, The blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God. So is the Father coming back? Who's coming back? Jesus is coming back. So, uh, appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus. Um, Can you go to the next one then? Uh, Is there 14? Great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us. Again, in context... It has to be applied to Christ. Gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed. So, you know, that's, that's Jesus right there. And, you know, 
you have to be able to show people this. Um, the church of God in Acts twenty twenty eight. Be on guard for yourselves and for the flock, for all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So, again, the last part. To shepherd the church of God. So, who's, who's it talking about? Obviously, we're talking about Jesus. So, yeah, it's talking about Jesus, right? Uh, which he purchased with his own blood. Um, so, again, you can, you can take these verses, memorize them, and what I would challenge you to do is not just take these verses alone. Read the whole chapter. Understand what the context is. A lot of these things, uh, a lot of these verses are dealing with a specific subject in their time. It was called Gnosticism. And so it was a belief that, you know, God couldn't be, Jesus couldn't be God because, well, it, God can't be with evil, right? God can't have this, uh, this relationship with evil matter. And so um, we have to realize there was, there was purposes in why they were writing, and, and it, it does extend on to now. Uh, let's continue on now, Colossians, because I'm running out of time. <laughs> For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Um, this is, uh, did you get it? Yeah, thank you. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses kind of pervert this to say the divine... Uh, quality, but uh, there's no divine quality. Uh, it's, it says the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. Uh, we'll, let me skip forward here. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. What's the next one? Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. Uh, Eternal Father can be... Uh, it can be interpreted as creator, eternal creator, but um, I'll, again, leave you to study that. Um, and, and finally, we'll uh, kind of skip on, but uh, Jesus identifies himself in John 10. I and my Father are one. Can anybody else say that? Seriously. No way. Uh, then the Jews, and the Jews realize this, right? What did they do? They took up stones again uh, to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you, from, shown you from my Father. Of which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Whoa. Right? Um, I... <laughs> uh, Jesus answered them, it is written in your law, I said, you are gods. And if you, uh, I think you can find that as, as judges, right? Uh, if, if he called, I'll say it as judges, if he called them gods, or judges, to whom the word came, uh, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent in this world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? So, I'm gonna. I'm running out of time. <laughs> uh, we'll continue on. Uh, so there's other verses on there. Um, I like this one verse. It's in the the New World Perversion, um, and you can you can challenge them on this. In Isaiah six, it says, "In the year of King Uzziah's death," this is Isaiah speaking. I saw the Lord. Right, we love this song. I saw the Lord 
sitting, I almost want to sing it, sitting on the throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Uh, Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with the two he flew. And one called out to one another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold trembled at the voice of him who called out, while the temple was filled with smoke. Whoa, right? That's heavy. Um, it's <laughs> in, uh, in the perversion, it talks about it being, it says Je- uh, Jehovah, right? Um, so you can actually say, who is that? What does your Bible say? Who is that being ascribed to? And they'll say, well, it says Jehovah right there. So, okay, fine. So if you look in their, their uh, notes on the side, it, it references John 12, 37 through 41. It says, but, through, but though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. This is talking about Jesus. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, which he spoke, saying, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe. For Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their heart, and be converted, and I heal them. Now look at this. These things, oops, Isaiah, (laughs) you're not looking. Uh, Listen, (laughs) these things Isaiah said because he saw his glory and he spoke of him. Who's the him? Jesus. This This whole portion in John 12, 37 is talking about Jesus. When did Isaiah see Jesus? I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple with glory. And in their Bible, it'll say, I saw Jehovah, right? Uh, now, we don't want to try and trick people. Uh, it's not a trick, but um, it's, I remember the one time I said this to one girl. She's like, are you trying to argue with me? I'm like, I'm just trying to show you uh, in your own Bible where it calls Jesus God. But uh, anyways, uh, there's all kinds of other verses there. Um, so let's, let's continue on. Uh, So let's go to difficulties and proper explanations. And again, I, I'm not an authority, so you, you, know, you have to do your homework on these. But um, begotten, you know, there, a lot of people get tripped up on begotten, which, which a lot of people will say means he was born, right? Like God, God had a... Now, it's not talking about his humanity, it's talking about him being brought into existence, right? So... Um, the really the way to think about it is unique or one of a kind, um, and I, I gave you some some references there. I would challenge you to look at it. The term is not referring though to like you know there's a point in where Jesus began, but really to his uniqueness and his uh, in his reference in his humanity. Uh, so uh, let's see, uh, Micah five two. Um, I challenge you to look at that one too. Let's keep going. Firstborn, another one that kind of gets confused uh, because it's they think it's referring to. What I've heard is um, God created Jesus. This is what I've heard, and then Jesus created all other things. Right? 
But that's not what the Bible says. So here's, here's, a, here's a way to see firstborn. Uh, it says in Colossians 1.15, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Um, some would say, see, he's the image of the invisible God, not the invisible God himself. But this assumes what? Modalism, where it's, you know, he's just taking on different roles. Um, firstborn refers to position rather than uh, the first one born. If you look at Exodus 4.22, Israel is called God's firstborn. Was Israel the firstborn nation? No. Uh, likewise, in uh, Ephraim is called the firstborn uh, in Jeremiah 31.9 of the tribes, right? But was, was Ephraim the firstborn? He was the half-tribe, or uh, he was, yeah, right? Um, both were not firstborn. And so it's really talking about a positional status. And uh, finally in Psalm, and this is, I want you to write this down if you can. I don't know if it's on your notes, but eighty nine twenty seven, I shall make him my firstborn. This is talking about Jesus. It's a uh, messianic psalm. It says, I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth, this really is just talking about Christ's supremacy. He will be, he will be the highest of the kings of the earth. Um, Jesus' second coming. Uh, let's, let's skip down. I, I heard this one. God, did, did God die? Did God ever die? No, right? Uh, if, if he died, we're in trouble. Uh, is, is death, in this, and what they were referring to is death is, is um, you know, they feel that after, after we die, we cease to exist, right? And, and that's, that's kind of hopeless, right? Can you imagine Jesus saying to the, the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in, in the grave? <laughs> uh, no, what did he say? Today you will be with me in paradise, right? Oops, okay. Um, uh, and what does Paul say? We are confident, yes, well pleased in Second uh, Corinthians. To be absent from the body is to not exist. Is that what he said? To be present with the Lord. Uh, so death is not a cessation or you know failure to exist at that point. Um, Uh, let's see, I, the Holy Spirit, um, the biggest one to, to kind of pull out of that is um, he's the guarantee for our salvation. Uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And remember in, in Acts 5 where Ananias uh, lied, right? Who did he lie to? He lied to God, right? It says, you have not lied uh, to men but to God in the uh, end of that. I don't know if we have any more verses, but... Um, so, again, uh, he's not a force. He's not just uh, a spirit sent out uh, from God, but he's, he's identified as God also. And finally, let's, let's just go through church history real quick. Um, this is it. I don't have much more after this, but uh, the doctrine for the JWs, they'll say, the doctrine developed gradually over several centuries and through many controversies. And I do agree, many controversies. 
but most of them are from their side, right? From, from people that don't believe in what the apostles taught. Um, and so let's take some looks at, at church history. A lot of times you'll say, they'll say to you, well, God, or uh, uh, the Trinity was invented at the Council of Nicaea, which was 325 AD. Um, I just gave you a ton of verses that say Jesus is God, but uh, let's, let's go through some church history. Uh, Ignatius, uh, he was martyred during the reign of Trajan, and it's uh, basically AD 117, right? So when did John die, roughly? Anybody have an idea? John the Apostle, he was the last one. 90, yeah, so, I, I don't know exactly, but so, somewhere around there. Um, so this is like the next generation, right? Ignatius, the image bearer to the church at Ephesus. So this is, he has a, um, a letter to Ephesus. He says, blessed, or blessed with the greatness through the fullness of God the Father, predestined before the ages for lasting and unchanging, unchangeable glory forever, united and elect through genuine suffering, and check this out, by the will of the Father and of Jesus Christ our God. Uh, again, and it's, there's, there's several letters. I only grabbed two of them, but uh, he wrote a letter to Polycarp also. But in Ephesians 18, he said, For our God, Jesus the Christ, was conceived by Mary according to God's plan. Um, you could pick up, uh, I believe it's called Apostolic Fathers, you could get the book. It has all these quotes in there, straight from them. Uh, so, you know, that way when a Jehovah's Witness or somebody comes up to you and says, well, it's just a third, fourth century invention. Well, no, it's not. It's been going on forever. Um, Melito of De Sardis, of Sardis uh, died in about AD 180. He says, God who is from God, the Son who is from the Father, Jesus Christ, the King forevermore. Amen. And there's, I mean, this is, you know, one snippet out of it. But, um, and then finally, Nicaea and Creed. And in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made. See, see that difference? Uh, of the same essence as the Father. And that was AD 325. And then finally, Athanasian Creed. Thus the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Yet there are not three gods, but there is one God. So, uh, can, we know, can we know the Trinity? Now, is the word Trinity in the Bible? No. Is the word Bible in the Bible? <laughs> no. Uh, but is, is, the, is the idea, is, is it revealed to us that, like I said, monotheism, uh, three persons, right? And then co-equal and co-eternal. Can we see that? Can we see? Okay, I hope we can. Um, that's, that's all I had. I hope that blessed you. If you want to go over the questions, we, we can, but I think I'm out of time. Uh, but they, they have an online quiz. It's like 33 questions. It's a little bit different than what I gave you, but I, try and take it out. Check it out. Um, see how you do. Uh, again, study. Know God, right? Um, I hope you guys are blessed from this, but uh, I hope you guys, uh, you know, don't, don't throw the stones too hard.
right? Because uh, I know, like, we heard some analogies at our men's Bible study. Well, God is, uh, the Trinity is like, what are some of the ones you've heard? H, H2O? What was the other one? What? An egg. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. Uh, so he's like, uh, I've heard he's like a, like me, right? I'm a son, I'm a father, and I'm a husband. But that's still me, right? Uh, that, that would be modalism, right? Uh, I'm just acting as different people in different modes. It's the same with, uh, with the H2O example. Uh, you, you've got water, you've got ice, and you've got steam, right? But the, <laughs> in order to have ice, you've got to have water, right? In order to have steam, you have to have water. So it, it's, again, modalism. Don't try and use an example to explain God. You know, um, Just know the verses that he's explained to us, and then we don't have to worry about trying to, um, trying to come up with something. Uh, but is there any questions? Oh, number two? Okay. All right. Sorry. God is tripersonal. So, so uh, when we talk about persons, right, there's three persons, right? So there's the Father, the Son. It's just, it's how he's relating himself, right? How God is... Re- so it is true, yeah, yeah. Um, so there are three gods. Is that true? No, there's only one God. Is God tri-personal? Yeah, I mean, he, he shows himself as Father, Son, and Spirit. Uh, are they each one-third God? No. They all have the fullness. Is the Son half human and half divine? No, he took on flesh, right? Um, now, we, we talk about he veiled some of the information, right? If the Father, if only the Father knows, I'm sorry, I, I, I was done like five minutes ago, but... <laughs> If only the Father knows the hour and, and day of his coming, why doesn't Jesus know that? Well, if, you, if we read back at that Philippians 2, there's some things that he veiled, right? In his humanity, he took on flesh. He, it's not that he's, he's, he's not God. It's just that he has reserved some of those things to, uh, to the Father. The son, is, uh, the son is subordinate to the Father. No, right? Uh, he's not. In his humanity, he is, but not in his deity. Uh, and so, it, I don't know. If, any other questions? I don't need to read them all again. But. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and pray. I don't have mute, Mandy left because um, of the kids, but let's go ahead and pray. Uh, thank you, Lord. Um, I do pray that that we could come to a closer understanding of who you are tonight. Lord, I pray that um, the verses that you've given us, that it would challenge every one of us to search them out, search out the context, search out the verses before and after, Lord, why, uh, why they matter, uh, what you're trying to tell us, and for us not to just, um, in certain cases, just take a verse. Uh, Lord, help us to be those Bereans that go and search those scriptures. Um, Thank you for this night. Thank you uh, <laughs> that I survived. And, uh, Lord, that you are so good to us. Uh, we, we don't deserve to be here. Uh, we do lift up that church uh, in Texas. 
Oh, Lord, uh, just give them special grace. Give that, that town special grace, Lord, that they would come to you and see that even in the midst of these ugly things, Lord, you are there and uh, you're desiring that uh, none should perish, Lord. So pray that you would bless them. Um, thank you for this church. Pray that you would continue to guide Pastor Raw and the elders um, just in your truth. And uh, just thank you for this night. Get us home safely, Lord, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.